0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, joined by Joe Wilson. And Joe, we finally made it. Alright, we thought we weren't gonna get any <laughs> trades there for a second. But the deadline was on Monday and we are rocking. So we're past the deadline. Quick thoughts, what'd you think?
1: Um well as we know it was very slow at first. But boy did that last day, last two days that it picked up quite a lot. I'd say a lot more trades than I expected for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. But uh so look, before we start, obviously we're going to talk about little Jack Eichel, Bishop's done for the year. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to recap major trades uh that we thought happened leading up to and the actual trade deadline. Um and then obviously we'll still give you our betting picks. And our game of the week. So we got some. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. Obviously, we are not gonna have time to get to every single trade. It's just not possible. We could be here for like three hours. Um, so if we miss a trade you thought was significant, we're probably sitting on it for next week to talk about when we bring up certain teams. All right. If you have a request, obviously, listen. We take your feedback. Right. You guys know me and Keith, super active. Joe also active on the IG there. So hit up Beek Brands on Instagram. We can communicate with you, all right. And that's going to lead me to some things that we need you to do. And one of those things is follow Beak Brands on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right? You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Joe at Joe Wilson Twenty Four. Yes. yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, you know, it's been a week, so I kind of you know you think I know by now, but not really. Two uh, Two e's. Two e's. two e's on the Joe. That part I know. Alright, the other thing we need you to do, beakbrands.com. Alright, we have our written content there. The podcast is uploaded there. Obviously, if you're like, wow, I'm only interested in watching people, you know, punch each other in the face. You're a UFC guy. We got you covered for that. Obviously, right at the start of the baseball season, I got you covered for that. And Keith on the podcast. Uh obviously the draft, the NFL draft is less than two weeks away by the time this comes out. So like that's amping up. Obviously hockey's right in the middle of it. So we got a lot of content there for you. Third thing, also important, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We have a couple subscribers, which is pretty sweet. We're looking to grow a little bit. So definitely subscribe, comment, like the video. Don't like the video, whatever. I prefer you to like it, but you know, (laughs) as long as you subscribe, we're good. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, obviously follow and or subscribe, rate and review. And listen, me and Joe are open to feedback, all right? And we actually hear you. Well, well, we read your text. So we hear you through words, right? That's reading. So we read what you say to us, okay? And listen, if it's some positive feedback that we're trying to make the show better, definitely hit us up. We're uh, pretty receptive to that, especially Joe.
1: Yeah, for sure. All
0: right, so now that we got that out of the way, Let's get to it. So we thought the deadline was going to be a little slow. Obviously, it was not. Um, But before we even get to deadline stuff, there are two major injuries that we're going to need to get to. So you actually sent this to me before. Um, Ben Bishop for the Dallas Stars, Jack Eichel for the Buffalo Sabres are done for the season. And
1: um, Alexander Radulov for the Stars as well. Correct. Also for
0: the Stars. I was going to package him in in a second, but thank you for that.
1: So uh, let's fault.
0: start with Buffalo because I think there's a lot less implications there because they are terrible.
1: Yeah, you just think the Eichel thing reconciled. was a
0: precautionary move, just like we suck and we know it, so don't come back, or you think it's like a serious injury?
1: Um, I was like reading on social media a ton about it, and a lot of Sabers fans I read in comments said that he was never a hundred percent before the season started, so. If that's the case, I'm surprised it took this long for them to shut him down for the remainder of the season. I mean, probably could have done that during the super long losing streak and saved his time. And maybe, like, they def- are are they going to definitely get the number one pick? Or are they definitely the worst team? Or are the Senators going to get it?
0: Uh, I think Buffalo right now is in, like, dead last. But we can All fact right, check yeah, that wonderful. as you go.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like they should have made that move a lot earlier unless it got worse than what it was at the beginning of the season, which could be the case. But I feel like we won't now. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, so like you said, Sabres are currently the worst team in the league, uh, but it's actually yeah. close. Senators 32 points, Ducks 33 points, Buffalo 27. So for me, I mean, sitting out Eichel is going to help them.
1: Yeah. Definitely secure the number one pick. That's good for them. But this uh, upcoming draft's not that uh, loaded.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, drafts are kind of like hit and miss. Um, Yeah, you're right. Like, sometimes they say, you know, there's not a ton of guys, and then there isn't one, uh, you know, like, and then it's like, oh, this draft is stacked, and then, you know, it's not as good as they thought, like, you know, whatever. So, but normally right or, well last year the draft lottery was like different because they had yeah. um like some playoff teams were able to like get the first pick. That's how the Rangers got the first pick. Like, I'm you know, sure quote unquote team. playoff teams. Uh but in a usual draft lottery, there's only fourteen teams that could get it. So it's not a lock that they could they'll get the first yeah. pick. But normally the NFL the highest percentage yeah, chance, right? Yeah, Yeah. unlike the NBA, which is like, yeah, the eighth worst team has like a a legit chance to get the first pick, which is just like straight up stupid. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres currently have the best odds at the first pick in the draft. So just wanted to clarify that there. Uh, And then, so, enough about the Sabres, I guess, because like we said, it's indirectly tanking. I'm a big fan of that. If you're trying to rebuild, listen, you can't do it halfway. You're either all in (laughs) or you're all out. And they're all out, not by design. (laughs) They're just all out. So... Let's go to the Dallas, right? You picked them a couple <clears throat> weeks back. You thought they were going to make a comeback yeah, yeah. and hang into that fourth spot. They're currently hanging back. No Ben Bishop and yeah. no Radulov. So, how do you feel as a person who took them with yeah. their pick? And how do you think Dallas Stars fans should feel?
1: Um. Yes, yeah, so that picks um a rap. That's definitely not going to happen <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's unfortunate, but I feel like then Bishop coming back would have really helped boost them. He's a solid tendy, but um yeah, and Rajalov as a top six forward, they're definitely going to miss the scoring. And they're 7 points back with three games in hand on the Predators. I'm reading, but um yeah, I don't think that they'll be able to make it up in that division um in this amount of time.
0: Yeah, I mean that's going to that's going to be tough for them for sure. Um Look, I mean, I thought Dallas was a good team. I, well, I always think they're a good team, like they just have solid players. But I mean, obviously, we've seen without Bishop, they're not as good in goal. Like, yes, they have two competent yeah. goalies, but Bishop's on like another level when he's on his game. Ratchulov's a solid player. They haven't had Tyler Sagan for pretty much any of the oh, season. Yeah, yeah, like he, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's back yet, right? Or he just came back.
1: Nah, yeah, I don't think he's back yet either.
0: Yeah, we we could check that, but uh, let's see. Yeah,
1: he's out for tomorrow's game against Columbus. All right, so he's it's close safe. then.
0: Yeah. All right, so listen, that's not like, obviously you don't have a lot of your core guys. Like Ben is playing, but like, all right, you're missing some other dudes. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you where I think that without Bishop coming back and Sagan missing a little more time than they thought he was going to miss – Uh, I think that's going to sink them in the division, especially because Nashville is, like, scorching hot still. They've been on a rampage. I think Dallas, for this year, it's kind of just not like a, you know, a reset, but take a step back, get your guys healthy, roll it back again next year, because their team is good.
1: Yeah, they do have a solid team, but, like, I just feel like with all the injuries, like, even – Chicago and even, like, Columbus could be having problems and, like, winning and trying to climb the standings. But, yeah, I feel like once they're a fully healthy team, they should definitely be a playoff team.
0: I agree 100% with that. Um, But those are just some two big injury things we had going on. Just wanted to address them before we dove fully in to some trade talks. All right, so obviously, like we said, deadline got active right towards it. Now, it wasn't super, super active like it normally is, but obviously – for COVID, I thought it was incredibly active. I know you agree. Um, yeah. And like we texted, like off air, obviously, there were a lot more trades between like American teams and Canadian teams than I thought there was going to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. So, so Just because of the 14-day COVID quarantine stuff, I just feel like it's like a lot of time in the short season.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, So, we're going to talk about some major trades that we think have, like, immediate, uh, you know, impacts. Obviously, like I said, to start off the show, we might not get to everything. So, listen, you got to give us some time here. But we're going to talk about every team eventually. So, you called it last week. The second we stopped recording, (laughs) Palmieri got traded with Zajac to the New York Islanders. All right, so why don't we start with that one? Because that was the one that happened, I guess, first in this sequence of events here. And obviously, we're a New York-based company. So listen, got to hook up our hometown fans. All right, right, let's go Isles. sir. All right, Joe, so what do you think of the move for the Islanders' standpoint? Why don't we go one by one to start, talk about each trade, and then we can talk about them as a whole and kind of compare and contrast. So just for the Islanders, what do you think?
1: I loved it. I was so excited, so happy. I just I just didn't see it coming. And then they got Travis Zajac, too. That was, That's, like, so huge. That, like, takes Kamarov out of the lineup permanently. And, like, even though that calls hurt and, like, wasn't playing too bad, like, definitely removes him, too. So, gives you another player to put on the first line and an automatic solid third-line player. Yeah, I love it.
0: No doubt. And Zajac was playing uh... – penalty kill first line like he was yeah. kind of moving all around so i think like you said it's a great deal for the islanders but i'll tell you why not for the reasons you said even though i agree with those reasons oh because i know yeah. what you're gonna say because they got them for free <laughs> they got them for free they traded yeah. nothing like all right we gave up yeah. we gave up a first round pick like all right hopefully <laughs> it's like pick 26 or later all right, so we traded yeah. – you know what we traded? A scrub for two guys that can help us win the Stanley Cup. God bless you. God bless you. Two ya. scrubs. Yeah, two scrubs is right. But I just mean that pick <laughs> in itself. Because, you know, yeah. for, if you're a casual and you don't know, you're like, oh, my God. Like, if you're a football fan, you're they give your first-round pick. Like, listen, in hockey, same thing as the NBA. If you're not picking in, like, the top ten – it ain't worth it. Just get rid of them because most of those guys, after the top ten, are like third line players at best.
1: Yeah. So you're sure. or if they could even make the league.
0: That's what I mean. At best, yeah. You're not yeah. looking at like you're not drifting Connor McDavid with the twenty eighth overall pick. It's never happened. <laughs> All right. Now sometimes yeah, you get like nice random time. guys, like when the Red Wings took uh, Nick Lidstrom in like the fourth round, and he's like the best defenseman like ever. All right. So, but other than that, that's like an anomaly. You know, you don't normally get guys like that. So it was a great deal yeah. for the Islanders.
1: Yeah, I loved it a lot. Kyle Palm. I'm surprised though, Palmieri's not on the first line, and they have Jack up there with, uh, Everly and Barzell. But maybe they'll get moved around again. But yep. then again, it makes the third line like really solid in my opinion. Like could be other teams' first line.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it makes them really good. I would, that's for sure. <laughs> Palmieri, Pagel, and
1: Wallstrom. It's way better than some teams first line.
0: Yeah, the teams that are in dead last, of course. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Just make sure my point is correct.
0: All right. Well, how about the Devils then? Because I actually like it for them because they're going to get some young talent that they can infuse with their already young team. So it makes sense for them, I feel Uh, like.
1: It makes sense, but I don't think those two players are going to make the NHL that they traded them or, like, do anything close to significant so hopefully maybe with the pick they could maybe get someone uh, or if they want they could trade it to get someone else but i was gonna say you yeah, don't need I mean, to
0: make a pick with that pick you could package it yeah
1: that's what i'm saying too and i also um loved how new jersey also retains 50 percent of their salary as well
0: yeah that's a gorgeous thing that's we like a that a thing. lot
1: Lou did a great
0: thing. Yeah. You know you're a poverty franchise when your fans are happy about the other team eating 50% of someone's contract. So that's <laughs> nice. For sure. Yeah. Please, keep telling me the Islanders are a big market team. All right. Um. All right. So let's go to our next trade. All right. So this is not in any particular order. We're just going to go in the order I typed them in. Um. So Taylor Hall gets traded from Buffalo to Boston. He was on a lot of teams' radar. He's kind of underperformed this year. But, like, as we know, Buffalo sucks. So, it's kind of hard to put up points there when it's just a miserable time. What did you think of the move? Let's start with the Sabres this time. Because it seemed like they were – I thought they were going to shed everyone. And they didn't really do that.
1: Yeah. So, um, like, what do you mean? Just, like, talking well, about the Yeah, I mean, so what do you think?
0: Um, do you think they got a decent return for him? Or do you think they honestly, were, like, were, were going to trade more guys?
1: Getting Anders Bork, uh, I thought, was honestly not too shabby. Because, like, he he's, like, an everyday NHL player. And I'm pretty sure he put up a point in his first game as a Sabre. So, honestly, I was surprised that they were able to get at least somewhat of a useful player for him. And they just didn't give him, like, a bunch of random shitty picks. And, like, end up securing the bag but curtis lazar also packaged in the deal with taylor hall so yeah hopefully the curse of taylor hall will stop with the bruins and they could actually and he could actually pick up from his heart season
0: yeah listen if he can't produce there the way he did like in his good years like it's a it's on him now yeah because like you're on a good squad yeah and then obviously i'm I'm guessing for boston you like it yeah, it's a good, that's
1: definitely, Boston needed a top six score real bad, like, like more than almost the Islanders even, because besides their top three, honestly, they don't have much. But now Taylor Hall with David Krejci and Craig Smith, that's solid.
0: Yeah, that's a really good line.
1: And now that their third line's looking like Nick Ritchie, Charlie Coyle, and Jake DeBrusk, that's all, like, they have, like, three solid hockey lines now, so.
0: Yeah.
1: I liked it a lot for him.
0: I I agree with you for Boston, because as we've noted on this, and obviously if you're a hockey fan, you know, like outside of their top line, they are the definition of mediocre, like everywhere. (laughs) They needed some star power in there. Now, I'm not saying Taylor Hall is like this ultimate game changer, but he's definitely a big upgrade talent-wise over what they had. Yeah, I agree. And like the Islanders, they didn't have to give up that much to get him.
1: Yeah. That's why I like NHL trade deadline. You just get like a rental for free.
0: Yeah. I don't know
1: if Hall's going to be a rental for them, but.
0: Yeah, they're like, we'll yeah, see. we'll give you this valuable NHL player for three people that will probably never see our professional organization. I would love to make that trade 10 times out of 10.
1: Yeah, I don't get how, like, it just sounds so good for them all the time. Like, I don't know. They're just like, yeah, I would do that.
0: Or, like, but, I mean, some of those other smaller trades you send me. Like, yeah, we'll trade you this defenseman who could play on your third pairing as a solid guy for, like, a, a seventh-round pick. Like, what do you do with a seventh-round NHL pick?
1: Seventh-round <laughs> 2025 pick. Like,
0: what do you do? Like, I don't know. I'll never <laughs> understand. Like, I, I guess you're getting something back yeah. for a guy, but, like.
1: No one wants – Like you. like, I feel like if you're getting traded for that, like, confidence and self-esteem just has to be at an all-time low like they just really just didn't want me on their team so they just got rid of me
0: oh man all right so we're two for two on agreeing with our trades here all right let's go to uh, now this one might be my favorite jeff carter to the penguins as you noted this makes the penguins top six real scary
1: yeah i don't like it well like <laughs> obviously i like it for the as if i was a penguins fan i'd like it but that's real scary for teams in the eastern division real like, scary. real scary yeah, yeah ah. really scary it's, if he can like, like if he clicks with them and like has chemistry automatically like it's just gonna be real tough do to you think he's their sixth like,
0: best skater out of who they have
1: sixth best out of their top six yeah one second i have a picture of their no um i'd take jeff carter over brian rust i just think brian rust plays so well because he's playing with Sidney crosby i'd also take jeff carter over jason zucker as well
0: oh i see and
1: um so yeah so he's he's back yeah i'd say so for sure
0: well, listen, that's not bad middle, for them. Middle,
1: lower of the pack. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. But, like, look, he plays, I feel like, a, a different style other than, like, guys they have. Like, he's one of those yeah. grinders who's, like, in front of the net, like, making gritty plays. And normally you think you think of the Penguins of a finesse team, even though their entire team is not like that. But that's just the reputation <laughs> they get because of Crosby, because he can make you look stupid. Yeah. Um And Malkin. Yeah, but Malkin and him now, those are two big bodies on the two top lines. Yeah,
1: that's a tough line to defend against for sure. Especially, and you're going to see a lot of shots from the point from the fenceman because they're just going to screen the goalie. Just two large bodies won't even be able to see where it's going.
0: Yeah, it's the the Anders Lee effect. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Um, And then obviously, listen. The Kings, they they had a little nice run in the beginning there. We knew they didn't have the talent to compete long term. I think uh, it was, oh. I think it was a good trade for them too.
1: Yeah, I thought so as well. Third and a fourth rounder, two picks. I thought it was good. That's what I mean, I mean maybe could have pushed for a second, but
0: I mean. yeah. But look, you got some value on a guy that you won two cups with. You got everything yeah, you needed exactly. out of him. Ship him off, and now he might be able to do yeah, the same thing for Pittsburgh. He yeah
1: hope that he wins
0: again or something yeah i agree i so so far me and joe are in lockstep all right we got a couple more um and then we can talk as a whole group all right so let's do anthony mantha all right capitals picked him up from detroit i'll let you take this one because you had like an immediate reaction when you texted me so what were your thoughts
1: i just thought it was crazy that they traded uh jacob brana for him because like Richard Panik, first-round pick, second-round pick, like, yeah, I'd do that for someone who could, like, put up, like, 20, 25 goals, like, consecutive seasons, but, like, Jacob Brana, like, could do the same thing, so I honestly feel like the Red Wings definitely won this trade.
0: Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of, you know, like, they overpaid, they overpaid. I think they did, for sure. I think they overpaid, but I don't think it's, like, by a gross amount. Because as we've been saying before, if the Capitals make a run, which obviously they are very capable of doing, and they're picking 28th or later, it's just you swapped Vrana for Manta. If you want to think about it that way.
1: Yeah, you're right. You could think about it that way because Panic, I'm pretty sure, didn't even play anymore. I'm pretty sure. Do you think Manta is that
0: big of an upgrade over Vrana right now?
1: Uh, well, like he scored yesterday. Honestly, yeah, I know that was a nice goal, but um, I think Mantha, I think he's gonna really reach his potential. The Capitals playing with Oshi, and uh,
0: I forget who else he was playing with. I think but, he um, was playing with Kuznetsov his... or Backstrom yesterday, wasn't he? check. When I saw thing. that goal, I'm pretty sure it was. Well, I don't know if he was playing with that line, but that's just it who was, was uh, on the ice. Nan-
1: it was mantha backstrom and ocean the first line was kuznetsov ovechkin and wilson yeah that's ridiculous so yeah playing with those two players over playing with whoever he played with on the red wings i feel like are really gonna optimize his scoring and playmaking ability so if he um goes off and does insane then i feel like the capitals could have won the trade but like without seeing that i just feel like jacob brano was like a pretty consistent scorer for them so so far i think detroit run it uh won the trade
0: yeah i think that's one of those trades where washington's like we could win the stanley cup again this year and if this guy is immediately better than the guy we have we just have to do it
1: yeah i agree because
0: you got to think how many years left does ovechkin have
1: uh not that many of being like a real e- solid yeah. goal scoring threat yeah
0: well, like, I mean, like,
1: like even right now, he just kind of sits around in his office and just fires yeah, off shots. Yeah, I, like, know. I <laughs> feel like he could do that for a bit longer if he wanted <laughs> to.
0: Oh, he totally could. His shot's never going to die. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: This guy could come out here at age 65. Like, you wouldn't know who he is. Like, some grandpa. You find him outside, like, the forest somewhere. And he's like, Yeah, I'll teach you how to shoot. And he ropes one and, like, breaks the net he has out there. That's a movie yeah. plot right there, kids. Get that over to Hollywood. There you go washed up Alex Ovechkin teaches young kid how to play hockey. Inspiration story. (laughs) All right. Um, So for the last one, we went in two different directions because we were kind of split on who the most important one was, in our opinion. So I'll let you take your guy first, Mr. Bennett, and then I'll give my guy after that.
1: Yeah, um, I like the Sam Bennett trade for the Panthers. Um, Only giving up a second rounder and then the second round pick that they chose in the – Last draft, I really thought that wasn't much to give for someone that could definitely boost your forward group and could make you have a better um, playoff run because he's just experienced player in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that. Um, yeah. And I, I agree, like, it was a good pickup, but for me, I mean, you know where I stand on this, right? Yeah. Devin dubnik to the avalanche i've been saying it for like a month they need to trade for a second goalie they finally did it they didn't pull off a move for kemper because uh you know the coyotes aren't completely out of it yet so smart on them for not selling but they got dubnik who we know when he's on his game is really really good and they only got him for pretty much a fifth round pick and a player that is a steal and the reason why it's more important in my opinion is is because Philip Grubauer is now on the COVID list.
1: Yeah, that's huge for them.
0: Massive. They needed like, that they depth. They can
1: continue their push. Yep. 100%. 100%. A yeah.
0: And I'm assuming yeah, now that he's on a better team, his numbers will just be better.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Avalanche. a pretty solid defense. Yeah. Too,
0: so. Avalanche in first place in their division by four points. Just saying. Just saying. All right, Tim. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up without hour, but they needed Dubnik to keep them afloat at least.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: So now that we talked about our biggest trades, right, um, mm-hmm. which trade – you know, let's just focus because a lot of the trades we picked were actually in the Eastern Division there between the Islanders mm-hmm. trade, you know, Taylor Hall, Carter, Manta – which one of those trades do you like the most? We'll keep it to those four guys. And which out of those four teams do you think improve their chances the most to win the Stanley Cup?
1: Um, I think for the – one that like improved their team like the most like like the team really needed it I'd say the Bruins because they really needed another person that could like score and like be like a top hockey player when they need like someone to rely on type of like when he's on the ice but for chances to win the cup honestly I'd say the Islanders because this is like the first time we've seen them with like four actual solid lines of hockey and it'll be like real interesting to see how they like which lines like click and like the chemistry and like how it all comes together very exciting to see
0: i agree on hall 100 percent. like they needed him he needed to get out that was like a perfect marriage for both sides i don't even know if that's arguable (laughs) like if you meet anyone who (laughs) says anything differently like i'm not sure you're talking to someone that knows what they're talking about um (laughs) for that exact question I think the team that improved their chances the best might have been Pittsburgh because outside of like Getzel, Crosby, and Malkin, like you said, a lot of those guys are just elevated playing with Crosby. I feel like Carter brings another element to that team, like another big body. You need big bodies to win in the playoffs. I don't care what anyone tells you, right? He he knows how to play. He's got a ton of playoff experience. And, Pittsburgh already matched up well with some of the top teams in the traditional yeah. like Eastern Conference, even though it's not the Eastern Conference. You know, but you know what I mean? They already matched yeah. up well with them. And now they added him into it. I feel like that really propelled them. So here's another question since yeah. we differ on that. I can get behind that. Which mm-hmm. team? If you had to pick a team out of those four teams now, between the Capitals, the Penguins, the Islanders, and the Bruins, which are actually, I believe, the four current teams in the top four spots in the division. Yeah who would you pick to make it to the stanley cup out of those four oh jeez.
1: Oh, oh, uh it's a uh, i don't want to say the islanders so that's just me being biased but like like i actually feel like they definitely could because like i understand what you're saying about the penguins trade but like we didn't make that trade, we'd have Leo Komarov playing on the first line in the playoffs, and then having some other like having like Kiefer Bellows play with Pajot and Wallstrom on the third line. So, like, I honestly think if the <clears throat> defending stays the way it is, PNP defense, Polak and Pelic, solid boys. And uh, if the goaltending, I want Varlamov to play better. Sorokin's been killing it so far, but I honestly feel like they. Yeah, so
0: yeah. So you're gonna go with the Islanders. So. Listen, I'm gonna go with the team with the most talented players, and in my opinion, that's <laughs> either Pittsburgh or Washington. For right now, I'm gonna take Washington because Pittsburgh's goaltending scares the living hell out of me. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think Washington is a better team than the Islanders. I know what you're saying, where the Islanders might be a little bit deeper now, uh, which they obviously yeah, needed. But if you're just looking at player for player Washington is stacked stacked yeah I agree now they crushed us the first couple times we played them we've gotten them back the past two times but it's not like we're blowing them out
1: yeah I know what you're saying but I think the main difference is between the third and fourth lines and how the and how like the defenses respond to the other teams top six top nine
0: do you think any of those four teams can beat Tampa in a seven game series yeah,
1: I think uh, Caps could, I think the Penguins could. I think, uh, do you think the Islanders yeah, actually
0: could. could beat them in a seven game series? Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah, Kucherov out, yeah, just gotta shut down Braden Point, I feel like, and shut down Victor Hedman because he also killed us in the playoffs. Um, <clears> but yeah, yeah, might just be being biased, but um. With Palmieri and Zajac, two solid veterans who know how to both score in their own way and like lead teams and like just yeah, I love it. Now we have like three good lines too, so like I love it.
0: I don't know if the Islanders have the firepower to beat Tampa in a seven-game series.
1: They don't need the firepower; they just need to not let them score as many goals as we do. Yeah, we tried that last just year. Just need did to play better defense. And I'm telling you, look at who played on our team. Like we got Pajot, like that was huge. But we still had scrubs on our team.
0: No, I I get like, it, I get it. But like, like do you our, think yeah. they close the I gap from exactly. like being embarrassed? Yeah. All right. That's no, I, that's fair. I'm just asking. Ask
1: honestly, maybe they won't win, but they. I'd say I see it going to six. Seven. More competitive, yes. That
0: I agree with hundred percent.
1: And it just depends, like, because I don't see Sorokin playing in the playoffs, like that much like if he like unless Marlamov like actually shits the bed but yeah. like he, he has to play a lot better and then I feel like we definitely can be good
0: so shout out to uh my buddy Dennis over here listen he hit me up on Instagram kind of sparked this conversation I mean he was adamant that the Islanders were like Stanley Cup favorites and I was like take it easy because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far because I remember this year is different. Like after the when you get to the semis, it's going to be reseeded. So you could play a west, a traditional Western Conference team in the semifinals. And I think if the Islanders ran into Colorado or Vegas, they would get run off the ice. Yeah, Joe is like, no, don't do that, please. <laughs> no, I'm not again I don't think
1: against Vegas, but I definitely like, definitely against Colorado. I agree with that, but I, I think that we can beat Vegas.
0: No, we. Yeah, I mean, but like that's not a matchup I want
1: yeah no i i definitely would not want that but i also want the Isles to be the first seed because i actually enjoy playing the bruins like this season which i never thought i'd ever say thank <laughs> us around but like it's actually nuts how we're how well we're performing against them yeah and if you want that could lead us into picks of the week Key.
0: before we do that oh. i will give you one minute to talk about your other oh, trade man. you wanted to bring up because we do have time for oh yeah, 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 yeah so hit oh, on your guy yeah, yeah. and then we can go to our uh, wet in the beak
1: oh fire so yeah david savard traded to tampa that's like i think that's super big for them because he's playing on their first line with victor Hedman and victor Hedman already insane defenseman and him with david savard who i think is honestly a really underrated defenseman is going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, that's a big pickup for them. Of course, you know, the rich getting richer. Uh, which a lot yeah, of teams of did course. this this trade deadline. A lot of the teams that thought they had a chance to win it really tried to push themselves really over the edge. Of
1: yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? How like the top four teams in the uh East each got like insane trade deals and then like the Maple Leafs got Nick Felino and Dave Riddick. Sorry, I'm talking about Mad Trade.
0: No, that's good. Yeah, Listen, like, not... there are other teams that we didn't yeah. get to that obviously made an impact, but I didn't even realize it until I was talking about it that it was mainly East teams we were hitting on. <laughs> yeah. But, all right. So let's go to Wet in the Beak. All right. If you're new to this part, uh, this is when we give you some betting picks here. We went 3-1 collectively last week. I was 2-0. and o, Joe was 1-1. One one. So that brings us to 16-12 and 12 on the year. So a little bit better than how we've been doing. And last week we said it too. We said this week's odds, we knew immediately they were great. And we had a really good week. This week, I don't feel as confident, but I'm still pretty confident. So I picked first last week, which means I will give you the opportunity to go first this week since you picked the games first.
1: Wonderful. So my first game, I'm going to take Penguins with newly acquired Jeff Carter over the Flyers at minus 162. Even though they are 162, I just feel like the Penguins are too talented to lose to the Flyers, and the Flyers just have not been playing defense or hockey well at all as of late and don't really seem to care to try to fight for the fourth seed in the East anymore.
0: Yeah. That was actually one of my picks originally because we didn't. Uh, we had a listen. Joe had to do some homework. All right, All good. Yeah, got to take care of the responsibilities. Yeah. So I thought I thought I was going to get that game. I did not. So listen, I agree one hundred ten percent what you just said. I think Philly has given up more or less. Uh, they don't. They do not care on defense. Uh, it is truly a sight to see. My first yeah. game is going to be the Winnipeg Jets plus one forty two at Toronto. Now, you're probably saying you're picking against Toronto right now, and I'm like, you know, it's mostly because of the odds. So the Jets are 2-2-2 two, two, two against Toronto this year. Listen, listen, two wins, two losses, two overtime losses. In my opinion, that means I have a 50-50 shot at getting this one right. <laughs> and with the current <laughs> money line at plus 142, I'm not going to say no. Winnipeg is 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Obviously, they have good goaltending. They have good forwards. It's just can you slow down? Marner and Matthews. I don't know, but I'm willing to take Maybe. a gamble on them.
1: All right. I like it. I could see that. I like the Jets paid the So yeah. I'll get behind it. I'll back you. But um <clears throat> for my second pick, I'll take the Islanders -103 against the Bruins. We are 5 and 0 against the Bruins this season and I'm reading here that it seems that Craig Smith and David Poshknock are out with lower body injuries. So that's fantastic that we are still minus one Oh three. So I think that should be a pretty good pick.
0: Yeah. Listen, every time passion out, they are not nearly as explosive on offense. Yeah, I agree. That's just a note for our betters at home there. Uh, My second game, I was going to take the cookie and take the capitals over the (laughs) sabers, Joe is like, what kind of person are you? And I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to be right. But you know what? He talked That's me of, He talked me out of it. Um, so I'm going to go with a little more upside for you because I'm a nice guy. Uh, Nashville versus the Carolina Hurricanes plus 155. Now, I will be honest with you. They have not beaten Carolina one time this year. But they are scorching hot. All right, they're eight and 8-2 in their past 10. They have skyrocketed. This is Nashville. All the way to the fourth seed in their division. And I'm just going to take the hot team on the positive side of the money line. Carolina's good. They normally play a solid game. But I'm going to ride Nashville. I like it. Joe likes it, he says. Mostly because he talked me off another uh, easy two in a week right there. All right, so. You can't
1: be taking a
0: team that's minus
1: 335 on the money line. (laughs) I know it's not worth you could it. You go to local elementary school if someone that knows hockey. Be like, who wins? He's obviously gonna
0: pick the Caps. Come on, Tim. You need some more than that. I know, but that's listen. You're just trying to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our game of the week. I'll go first because Joe had the first pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Oilers and Jets. 10 p.m. Saturday, NHL Network. Listen, both teams are really good. There is a lot of star power in this game. Obviously, we know the Oilers' top two are ridiculous with Drysaddle and Connor McDavid. Jets and Oilers near the top of their division. I believe they are back-to-back in the standings, actually. Uh, They are. They are neck-and-neck, 53 points and 52 points. So it should be a good game. Should be a big one. one. That's my game. And it's also on NHL Network, so you get the game. Oh, snap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My game for this weekend is a Sunday afternoon game at 12 p.m. between the Bruins and the Capitals. Uh, Both teams with huge new additions. I think it'll be fun to watch, and it's also going to be nationally broadcasted on NBC, so that's also fantastic.
0: Yeah, so you get to check them both out if you're home this weekend. Uh, So listen, like I said before, that's going to wrap it up for me and Joe. Obviously... Before I tease, next week's show, reminder, follow Beak Brands, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me, at Tim Ferdinand. Joe is at Joe Wilson 24 two E's on the Joe. Check out the website, BeakBrands.com. Written content, podcast is there. You can interact with us on the website as well. Uh, if you have suggestions, obviously hit the Beak Brands account. Number three would be subscribe, like, comment on YouTube, help us out share with your friends we could use some assistance right any you know publicity is good uh, so definitely help us out there if you're a listener on Spotify or Apple podcasts as always rate and review slash subscribe slash follow help your guys out all right next week when we come back obviously we will see how the new trades kind of impacted their teams and we're getting really close Joe to the end of the regular season i see a lot of teams are at 42 plus games played which means we only have about a handful left so we're getting really close to the playoff you know picture being set for us in stone so as we go along me and joe will obviously give our thoughts on all of that good stuff for you but until then we will talk to you soon we are out of here